to self-discovery. You'll hear everyday people just like you share the latest topics, personal stories, and things they've learned along the way. And now, please welcome your host, Wise. And welcome to this live edition Stuck in My Mind podcast. I am your host, W-I-Z-E. I have a very special guest. She's a uh, podcaster as well. She's a former ex-academia, former seller of science and biotech show. Welcome to the show, <laughs> Natasha Mott. I don't, Thank I don't know you. That, what that means, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate what, the honesty. What's going on? You know, just uh, getting work done, doing the podcasting thing. So what made you get into podcasting? I always wanted to do a podcast, but I was scared to say what I really thought. I was afraid to put my opinion out there that I would misspeak or say something unscientific. But when I left my corporate job in biotech, the seller of science or the shill basically is what I was calling it. Um, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to, I'm going to say what I want to say, you know? Like mid-cancel culture, I'm like, cancel me. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> so what made you leave that field? What made you leave it? Uh, my soul was like shriveling up, I think. Uh, it was a lot of money. I made a lot of money. And I really could care less about that. And I think it, it actually affected me negatively because I, I felt really terrible that I was making so much money doing something that I felt was so useless. Uh, so I, you know, I got a PhD because I wanted to be an academic and I left academia after I got my PhD because it wasn't compatible with having a life pretty much. And so I went into biotech and I knew it wasn't right. I knew I was going to end up leaving soon, but I tried it and it, it didn't, it didn't work out. It didn't fit for you. Exactly. But now you're, you're into podcasting. How is that going? I really like it as a medium. I think it's just fun because I love the the thing I loved most about when I was in academia was sitting around the table with people who had looked at something, thought about a problem, and were ready to come and discuss it and cite the evidence and tear something apart. And so I format my podcasts in that way where I'm just going to, we're going to have kind of a, an intellectual discussion about something. We're going to do our homework and we're going to come around and we're going to talk about it. So I love it. And, and let's just let's just put it out there. Listen, not every ex academia looks like you. Like you got you're tatted up. You just <laughs> <laughs> not everybody with a PhD looks like you. More and more, more and more though. Yeah, yeah, it is. The times are changing, of course, but yeah, but it, it's it's great to. I love podcasting. I have a great time doing it. I love getting to speak to people like yourself who who have who have a uh, everybody has a story. And mm -hmm. I feel that I'm here to do my podcast so people can come share their stories and share what they're doing out there. And for you to be like, you just wasn't happy. Like you just shown that even though you're making a lot of money, if you're not happy with what you're doing, it's, it's just not worth it. No. I mean, I, I, I was, another podcast just came out today that I was on and I felt like an ass because I was like, <laughs> I said on that podcast, um, I was sitting in first class drinking all the Prosecco 
and just miserable, you know, just, I'm like, I hate my life. Um, you know, there were good aspects of my life. I got a lot more time with my family. My daughter was young. And even though I was traveling all the time, I got a lot more time with her. It just was not satisfying for me, the career, the money, all that, you know? No, of course. It, believe me. Cause even I have, I have a nine to five and, and it's, it's, it pays the bills. It's, it's a decent career, but do I love doing it? Is it my passion? No. I found out that podcasting is what I want to do. This is, this gives me my purpose. Cause I love the fact that I get to come on here and speak to people. And if someone can get, if one person can get anything from any of the shows that I put out there, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, mm-hmm. which is help spread knowledge, help share people's stories. Help If, if anything, these last two years has shown me that podcast isn't, isn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And the, like it's a it's a great platform so even though there's even though 2.5 million podcasts were last recorded you only have like 400,000 that are active mm-hmm. so yeah in the past few years 2.5 million pot there there are 2.5 million podcasts but not even half probably not even less than half are still active and when i mean active they've released the episode within the last 30 days yeah. Yeah. I, I love thinking about this because I had a guy who I'm bringing on my podcast. I just talked to him. He's a mathematician. And I was like, why are you going on so many podcasts? You did like, I don't know, 20 in the last couple of weeks. He's like, you know, he's a mathematical thinker, right? He works on algorithms. He's like, I'm terrible at writing and I need this thing that I'm working on to be out there in some kind of physical medium. I need to get my stuff out there and I don't know how else to do it. So I'm just doing a bunch of podcasts, hoping that it's preserving my idea out there. And I thought that that's really interesting because of all those podcasts that we've recorded someday in the future, somebody's going to go back through those and find things in each of these podcasts. It's like digital archaeology. I love thinking about that. And yeah. And it's, and that's another thing is like, my grandson now he has video reference to see it. Hey, my 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 pop pop was had his own podcast. He did his own thing, and so yeah, it's, I'm I'm excited for where podcasting is going, for where I'm going with my podcast, and and it's led to so many different opportunities for me. Yeah, that's it's weird because you don't expect those things, and sometimes when you let go of your expectations, things happen, and you just kind of it, it's really shocking when you stop pushing so hard towards something, the things that open up in front of you. Yeah. I've gotten, I've started host co-hosting a a talk show, a talk sports radio show Thursdays and Fridays on my days off. And it's, I've been building, I've been building a great relationship with the host, Brian Snow for the last two years that shout out to my man, Brian Snow. That's my brother. And his co-host Cole Johnson, who, I just met probably six months ago, probably a little bit less than that. And we've become the best. We've become real great friends because we share so much in common, but had we not done podcasting, we would have never met. This would have, this would have never happened. Mm-hmm. So being able to build the relationships I'm building because of the podcast and the, and the new resources that I'm, I'm getting and just all, like I said, all the opportunities that are coming my way, I'm like, I'm blessed and I'm so mm-hmm. excited mm-hmm. because I'm, it's, it's, 
it's so much fun. It's like, it's work. Yes. Cause I'm an independent podcaster. I do all my editing. I do all this promoting. Mm -hmm. It's work. It's not, I, let's put it out there. It's not easy. This is mm -hmm. not easy, but it's so much fun. I don't even think about the work. I don't even mm -hmm. think about the labor of, of what I'm doing because it's so much, it feels so good to be able to put up episodes and have people comment and say, Hey, I needed to hear that. Or Hey, yeah. that episode really touched me. So that's how you know you're doing the right thing is you could be busting your ass and it just feels right. You're like, this is, this is great. Actually, I have a tendency to get kind of lost in my work and I'm starting to learn this about myself when I start to fritz out a little bit. I'm like, okay, all right, you work it too hard, but it's, it's easy to do when you're doing something you love. And I think that's how I've known at every turn in my life. Okay. It's time to turn, like it's time to pivot or change or something because it don't, I don't love it anymore. It doesn't feel good. And it doesn't always feel good. There are parts like I hate editing and I edit a lot because we're doing a lot of real time thinking on my podcast. So I got to edit it to make it make sense sometimes as we'll yeah. just go off on weird tangents, but I hate that part. So it's not every moment feels good, but in general, it's trending in a direction where I want to be. And you know what? Actually, I've, I've been, I've been going live a little bit more frequently because I figure, Hey, listen, it saves me on the editing part. I, <laughs> True. Just, I'm just going out live and we're just going to do it and put it out there. And I'll just take the audio and I'll put it on my, on, on my audio podcast as well. But it seems it saves me time mm -hmm. because now it's out there. I don't have to worry about editing. I don't have to worry if, if a mistake's happen if a mistake happens, it happens. It's, right. it's life. Mm -hmm. Either get upset over it or you just move on and, and keep on chugging away on your podcast. That's it. That's all you can do. Mm -hmm. And so I choose to go live, have fun while, while while I do it, get to have great conversations and, and what happens happens. That's interesting. You're right. Because a lot of the editing I do, I think it cleans up the audio for people that are here for my podcast. It's a little different. Yours is probably very conversational. It's about stories. And yes. so I think people telling the story and the realness of that might, might work for me it's already very intellectual, very heady. And so I think if, if like, I just edited something out that my co-host said, and I'm like, boy, you were way, you went way down the rabbit hole on that one. And, <laughs> and so I had to kind of get rid of that. Cause I'm like, I think it just doesn't tell the story. So I'm kind of telling the story through editing sometimes. Yeah. Oh no, I feel you. I understand. But going live, I think is very raw and it's its own thing that works. People love to see that. So well, I I enjoy it because of the interaction. Like recently, I've been having more people interact. People come through and stop stop by and and they'll say what's up or whatever. It's the it's I've been doing I've been since I've been doing the talk radio show and the interaction we do with the chat and all that. I enjoy that so much. I'm yeah. like, maybe I want to might add this aspect to my show. Maybe I want to go live with my show and be able to interact with the audience. Maybe they might have a question if they catch something you say or something I say, and I'll be, I would love to be able to answer that at real time. Yeah, that's a good point. I've thought about that too. The only thing is, is I, you kind of got to schedule your live stuff. So people know you're doing it is the only, yes, this is true. This is yeah. true. But I've figured that I'm going to start going live. Then I'm gonna just start scheduling. I just start promoting it mm -hmm. now since the next couple of weeks as I got a couple of episodes lined up that I'm just going to just go live with them. Nice. 
might as well. It it it, it helps. It helps me with, uh, like I said, more uh, more interaction with my, my with my audience. Mm-hmm. And again, it saves on time. I don't have to edit it now. Like yeah, the time I really have to edit is when I put it put the audio, and that doesn't take me long to do. I think there's something to be said as well. Like, I think it helps your audience get to know you a little bit and they see, oh, look, you are thinking in real time. This is kind of his process. And again, like from the digital archaeology perspective, I think it'll be really interesting to see if they're studying someone in 2022, they can look and see at the lives they did and how they interacted and piece together a little bit more about how that person actually was. It's it's funny because... Okay, so last week we actually spoke prior to this, and I usually don't do pre-interviews, but you didn't know if we were going to record or not. But it was cool because it, we had a great conversation. It was fun, and we already knew off the back like this is going to be a cool episode because we we already know we have the chemistry. We know we we can be interact well. So I was like, all right, cool. That was kind of like my first kind of uh, pre mm-hmm. <laughs> pre. Pre-shift yeah. interview or whatever, because I usually don't do that. I, I I usually wait till I sit down with you and interview and have the podcast is when I really truly really, besides email and everything. Mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah, I think you're mm-hmm. probably the second person I've done that with. Nice, yeah, I do it with everybody on my podcast just so we're because, like I said, we plan quite a bit of what we're going to talk about. It's very content driven. My entire season is planned out. You know, I it's a little bit. It's so real we're, structured. We're yeah. completely we're on completely totally. opposite side of the yeah. spectrum. Yeah, I have no structure to my show whatsoever. It's fun. Besides I like scheduling. It, yeah, I'm here for it. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all right. So, you know what? You know what I love Podmatch because Why? They, because they have some some great questions. Sometimes, like they, they actually. Yeah, was they actually give you questions you can ask your guest, and so I use them sometimes. Sometimes I don't, but I'm, I I got one here that I think might uh that's fun. Okay, how not to take yourself so seriously? Oh yeah, did I? And that's I put that question out right. Like they yeah. asked me to come up with questions. <laughs> yeah, how not to take yourself so seriously? I think it's really easy to, to go down the route of thinking you got it together, especially after you've climbed out of the muck and you've made something of yourself and you're proud of yourself. It's very easy to be a real jackass and show out like you think you're everything. And I think the only way to not take yourself so seriously is to fall down and to give yourself permission to fall down and to fail after you've made it. And I think this is a big thing with people who, who make it to a certain extent, they get real comfortable, real complacent where they're at. Like I could have stayed in that job forever. I could have probably retired at 45 from that job. But, um, I was like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe not 45. I probably wouldn't have. That's the thing is I would have kept making money. I would have been like, Oh no, I want to, uh, you know, I want to buy a, $4 million house or something stupid, you know? And so they get caught up in the rat race. And I noticed the people in that arena tend to take themselves, their money, everything they do so seriously. And the truth is you could lose it all in 2.5 seconds. Absolutely. It's all a game. And yeah, it is everything. Life in general, life, life itself is, is a game. It's, 
it's it's ups and downs it's it's lessons learned and people and people are like i'm really re- realizing more and more it's they're not mistakes they're life lessons these are things that okay. these are things that you did in your life now you know whether or not they worked for you mm-hmm. the, the craziness is when you keep repeating the same mistake over and mm-hmm. over and mm-hmm. over and don't learn from that lesson mm-hmm. that yeah that's truly a mistake <laughs> if you but some people are okay with where they're at. You know, they're like, no, I'm going to keep chugging. And that's fine. Yeah. But then has. don't, the problem is, I, and actually I was listening to, I think Charlemagne the God said this recently. It was like, um, or maybe it was a meme with him. I don't remember, but it was like, me, haters are always mediocre. That's what it is. It's like, that's where hating comes from is you are not. You're doing okay. something they wish that you're doing yeah. something they wish they could do. Like that. Like, Cause you always get those people that go, Oh, how's the podcast going? It's right. going great. Like, thanks, thanks for asking. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. And, and and you know what? And those are some of the people that I listen the most sometimes. Like, <laughs> and it's crazy because it, yeah. it's, it's, you'd be like, you hate you hate it on me so much, but you're listening to my content, which great, I love it. Keep supporting me. Keep well, hopefully it changes them because, and that's what I've found is I I actually know someone right now, just kind of like. Um, seeing like, cause I don't hate these people. I don't like unfollow people and whatever. Like they, they end up hating me and you know, I, I don't, still block, kinda... I don't unblock people. I, they end up blocking me or unfriending me and I'm yeah. good with that. <laughs> I mean, I block some people now. Now, uh, I've learned how to use the block button very well, but I watch people and how they move and I see reflections of myself and I'm like, bitch, really? Like if you hate me so much, why are you on everything I do? And that's fine. But, but, but the thing is, is that those people take themselves too seriously, first of all. And second of all, they're not content with their own mediocrity. Like if you just want to live the life that you're living and not change it, and that is totally fine, but accept it. Yeah. You know, some people just like being complacent. Absolutely. That's fine. Enjoy it. There are simple pleasures. I love, I love sitting out on my back porch, just looking out at the birds. That's simple. that's not really being complacent. That's just something you just love to do. I'm talking about people just love. They just happy at, and and not even sometimes they're not even happy at. They just afraid to step out of the box and challenge mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. They 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 they're afraid of greatness. They're afraid to to basically they Fail. might they might have yeah. And that's what that was one thing that was wrong with me was when I had wanted to start the podcast, I was just making up excuses. Mm-hmm. Oh, I sound Same. horrible. Who's gonna want to <laughs> listen to me? My my podcast is in a suck, and it was just me making up excuses. And when I finally realized I was failing already mm-hmm. because of the fact that I didn't attempt to do the podcast, just the fact that I didn't attempt it, I was already failing. Right. And people feel to real they they forget they they feel to realize that that, that just because you don't attempt something, oh yeah, you don't you don't fail at it. But technically, you do because you mm-hmm. didn't even give it a try. You didn't even know if it was going to be successful or not. Right. No, I totally agree. And, and that's fine. And a lot of people don't want to change their behaviors either, or they don't know how that's a problem. I think a lot of people don't know how to change their behaviors. They don't like when something's happening like this morning, I I had a freak out session this morning. I was at capacity and I lost my shit for the first time in quite a while, but I had to sit down and like, actually sit there for a second. I'm like, why am I so angry right now? What am I feeling? 
what do I need to do? I'm like, I know I'm going to snap. And I, and, and my husband's like, who are you going to snap at? And I'm like, so-and-so and so-and-so probably if I interact with them, he's like, then don't interact with them. I'm like, okay, you're right. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to cool off. I'm not going to deal with any of this stuff. And hopefully I come back to it, but it takes a moment of reflection to come to like an understanding that I am acting on anger and emotion and exhaustion. And you kind of have to sit back and, and actually just sit still for a second and think about it. And a lot of people don't want to think about no, their just, feelings. They, re they just react. Mm -hmm. And when they react, especially when they react in anger, they say things that that are very hurtful and that and that and it's, it's everybody's has situations where where you shouldn't have said things when you were angry mm -hmm. so yeah it, it's good that you sit back and, and sit down and calm down and like before you have to go and snap on somebody <laughs> i mean like, i'm not saying i'm not gonna snap on somebody when they need it but oh <laughs> <laughs> i've i've come to the realization that um i, I just can't fix stupid right there's that <laughs> you, just, you just can't and uh, especially like I, I work at a casino i'm a table games dealer and oh nice so i was recently dealing roulette i love roulette I, that's my game and i had a gentleman on the game and the worst thing you could do is just be at a table and bitch and moan and cry about losing and and act like a child and i'm talking about this man was acting like a child banging the table crying oh no. you don't hit my number this is impossible and me i've realized in my 40s that my every year my filter is just disappearing more and more and more <laughs> and more and i go sir do i go to your job and act this way do i do i really act like a child at your job do, do, do i go do that so i don't understand why you're here if you can't, if you can't lose, why are you playing? And my my coworker at another table is like shocked. My floor isn't saying anything because this gentleman was already kicked out for abusing dealers and for ba and banging a table and breaking a chip. So he was already banned for twenty four hours. So my floor did not say a word to me about me, and 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 I just came out and said, I'm like, I don't go to your job and act like a child. Mm -hmm. Why are you here acting like this if you can't lose? If you don't know how to lose, this is a casino. They're not built here. <laughs> They're not built here for you to win. And the, the quicker somebody you realize this, the quicker you're better off. And so, yeah, I'm. I'm filter is just disappearing more and more. Yeah, that's funny, but you're right. You, there's nothing you can do about that guy. You know, he's got his own issues. And at least at least you don't have to put up with him when you go home. You're not him. Oh, yeah. I mean, he shows up <laughs> as that person everywhere he goes. <laughs> you get to leave him behind. Oh, no, I got actually I I, I was um I was they, they, it's called the EO, which is early out. And I was number one on the list. And my pit boss comes, he goes, you still want to go home? I said, yes, <laughs> I, do. I do. I think I think it's best. <laughs> for all parties involved that I go home because I'm going to say something to this man. I'm going to make him cry. And so, yes, it's best that I do go home. I'm, <laughs> I'm good with it. I'm happy. I get That's to go funny. home, enjoy breakfast with the wife and I'm good. All right, good. Cool. Send me home. And I left, I went home early that day.
Now I want to go to the casino. I haven't been to a casino since I went to Vegas like years ago. Oh man, I, I want to go. I have, I haven't been to Vegas in a few years. I want. To, I'm so wanting to go back. I hate Vegas. I really. I know a lot of people like it, and I when I'm there, I try to like put on this different lens of like, this is all of human debauchery just here for me to watch. Um, yeah, but it's, like it's, really it's so much stomach. fun. It's so much fun oh, to watch people. It's painful for me. <laughs> I, I have a hard time. Like I can't, it's hard for me to laugh at it. Cause it's like, if I'm going to laugh at it, it's like a sadistic kind of sick laugh. That's kind of, that's kind of like why in a way it's, I'm leaning towards eventually leaving is because it kind of, it doesn't fit with what I'm doing as far as my podcast is. My podcast is here to help people and then uplift people. <laughs> when people are losing mortgages, losing rent, losing bill money, it's, that's not really uplifting. It's, I don't know. Sometimes people got to hit rock bottom to lift themselves, you know. So I should look at it that way. I'm like, I'm helping them hit rock bottom. <laughs> no, I no, I don't think so either. Like, I mean, I don't know about that, but yeah, you're basically you're kind of like a drug dealer. Which I mean, well, there's some good you. drugs, but thank you. <laughs> I love roulette, but um, you know, I don't know. Maybe you may. I don't know. That's a, you're also like a therapist, and then yes, you come home and do therapy on your podcast too and it's it's crazy because um <laughs> i'm actually looking to start a podcast on the casino industry like oh i love it yeah so it's it's um, super niche it'll be hot oh, no I, yeah I, I have the title of it and everything it's Do it. is uh, so i'm working i'm and i've already had people that are that have been in the industry 30 plus years like yeah i got a bunch of stories to share from the table i love it yes oh see see now, you took my the title is similar to that. <laughs> it is. It is. Really? That's yeah. Funny. It's close to it. It's, it's it involves tales, but mm -hmm. it's not tales of the tape from the table. <laughs> so, That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Fully yeah, support I, it. Oh man, I'm I'm working on it. I'm gonna um, actually, I'm gonna probably announce it this week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. It's, I just launched a new podcast this week too. What? My second podcast I just started. It's a solo podcast, just me, but I interview guests. It's called Neo Academia. And the idea is it's for people who like to think and academics who are exploring the idea that the ivory tower is changing. There are academics and teachers and all kinds of people doing stuff outside of the university. Like, do we, what do we need the university for anymore? What is the purpose? That. So. <laughs> that, that's, it, it, I don't it's because I think this is one of the few places where you actually go to school and when you graduate from college, you're in debt. You start your career in debt. Like, it's bullshit. It's a scam. I know. It's, it's a racket. I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. I mean, and oh my gosh, I wish I could show you right now. I just did a TikTok the other day where it was like, um, name something really weird that you can do that most people can't do. And I used a, a dry erase marker and underlined my, my degree, which is on my wall, my doctorate and said, LOL, because the fuck does it mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I love, I love the fact that you can drop an F-bomb, whatever. I'm sorry. I am so no, bad. No, I no, swear it's, all the no, time. No, listen, listen. It, I, one of the people asked me, "Hey, can you swear?" I'm like, "Hell yeah!" I'm like, I, I swear I, I, so like, much. If you don't, if you, I'm actually, I'm like, stop. if you don't swear, I don't, I don't trust you. Like, if, 
And I, I, know, don't, I don't mean I don't mean you got to drop f bombs every second. Like it's bad. But, it's getting uh, bad. This this once in a while you just gotta just say fuck it. Like it just happens. I do. <laughs> All right, I'm going to try not to uh, swear for the rest of the podcast. We'll see how it goes. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not <laughs> going to happen. Because you're going to be try- you're going to be thinking too hard about it. You're going to be trying mm-hmm. too hard to. No, okay. it's natural. All right, so you're not. So the rest of the podcast, you're not going to curse. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nope, absolutely. I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should listen to one episode of my podcast. I've never tried to not curse. I, I don't even try. But now I feel like it's like it's like courtesy, like I'm gonna take my shoes off in your house kind of situation. Like, so it's okay. So I think this is cool. How can we use memes to help us learn? Tell me. Oh, that's a great one. Well, how many times have you seen a meme that you didn't understand, and you're like, I have no idea what this means, but I I want to know. And you look into the comments and you start going, oh, oh. And then you Google something and you're like, what is this? So I think memes plant a seed. And then the the only problem is they also tell a story, right? So you have to be smart enough or curious enough to not just take it for face value because just because it's in a meme doesn't mean it's true, right? Yeah. So I think it's a good starter or segue. It's a good gateway drug into learning for people. Because they want to get the joke. And then once they do, then they can decide for themselves whether they agree with it or not. So I think it's actually really good for what's called like dialectic learning, which is holding two different ideas in your mind at the same time. And because you can you can see a meme and you can agree with it or disagree with it. But can you appreciate that it's funny? That everybody can appreciate a good meme. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Not every not everybody's got a sense of humor. No, no, they don't. It's a shame. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I love me a good memes. I love to, I love to laugh. Got to enjoy life. Most people don't say that though. I don't think there's a single person who doesn't think they have a sense of humor. I don't think. I think everybody thinks they have a sense of humor. Every, you think everybody thinks? No, I know some. I people, do. I, I know some people. I I feel that they don't have no sense of humor. Or, well, we or don't just, feel like it. But they, if you they said, if you like ask it. them and you said, do you think you have a sense of humor? They're going to go, yeah, of course I do. They, they might think they're hilarious. Yeah, it's true. Or, or or like, I just don't like the same things you think is funny. You ever you ever hang out with someone and you're like, they laugh at something or they want to show you like a video or something. And you're like, mm, yes, because that's not going to work. Me and the wife find two completely different things funny. Like we're completely... Like I love watching stand up comedy. Me too. She's not. She's uh, so uh, she'll watch a, a nice funny movie, but she's not really into stand up that way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll and then she'll laugh on something on TikTok, and I'll look at it, and I don't really find the humor in it. But <laughs> I love this. This is like the classic heterosexual relationship these days. Is a wife shows the guy something on TikTok, and he's like rolls his eyes. Like that's exactly what it is now. <laughs> How you, how you figure that? <laughs> oh, come on. Like, who can't relate to this? Like, your girl shows you something on TikTok and you go, oh, gosh. You're like, you know, like, you don't think it's funny. I mean. I'm not saying everything. I'm not saying everything she shows me is not but funny. But it happens. There, there, there's some funny stuff. There's some funny stuff that she sends me and I'm, I'm dying. Yeah. But then there's some things that I just I look at and I'm like, yeah, it's not that funny to me. I think men and women are on TikTok for different reasons. Mostly. 
Um, maybe. What do you, yeah. What do you think? I don't know because I'm me and her on it for two different reasons. Exactly. She's on it to entertain herself and laugh. I'm trying to get there and build up an audience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I we're, think so. We're, so we're there. We're there for two different reasons. I think so. Yeah, it's fascinating, right? I mean, everybody's out for kind of the same reason, ultimately deep down, but the things we, the, the algorithm is so fascinating. You could do a show just entirely off of like a famous person's algorithm. So take like, I don't know, Kim Kardashian's algorithm, make an entire show of just scrolling Kim Kardashian's algorithm to see what she, what's, what. There probably is something like that. There probably is something like that. I'm sure there's a, a, a TikToker or Instagram, somebody who's following her feed and just sharing her feed. Mm-hmm. Might be. Yeah. That's a free you, idea. You... you can take that and run with it. <laughs> <laughs> Throw that one out there. Yes. For free. So, so, somebody's gonna right. do it. Yeah, so yeah, somebody's probably out there going to listen. Like, hey, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's interesting, right? Has your friend ever, like your friend or your wife ever given you their phone and you look at it and you kind of start scrolling and you're like, what the hell is that? Like, Really? Like this well, is what okay. you watch? So no, so her phone, like my wife loves slots. She loves slots. So she has so many different slot machine games on her phone. It's ridiculous. Is she working the casino too? No. Oh. No. No, she doesn't. What she is loves that? slots. That is such a curious thing to me. What is it? And, and you know what, TikTok, I, I liken a lot to gambling. I think about TikTok a lot in terms of gambling. Like, um, have you ever gone live on TikTok? No, I need to. So, so I have a friend that he goes live frequently. And um, I don't know. I, I don't know why I'm afraid to do a TikTok live. I do this oh. live. Well, probably because you have someone to talk to and you're kind of like going to be just on your own. This is true. This is yeah. true. This might be but it. so if you go live, you can do matches with people. And I think your wife would like this because I was thinking about the type of people who like these kinds of matches. So a match is basically you go live on TikTok and you invite someone and then your followers or people who are watching your live have to kind of. Oh, yeah, I know what the match is. And you got to tap the screen and, and whoever gets the most taps wins. Yeah. yeah, it's like pure dopamine hit because you're like, oh, I won. Yes, I got the most taps. But it's and, and it, it almost feels like whereas the slot machine I think people who play slots, they know there's no skill to it. No, it's all pure luck. Yeah. Do you think she thinks there's skill to it? No, she knows. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, so. no, that's a lie. That is a lie. <laughs> that is a lie. I just completely lied right there. Because oh, she has okay. the strategy oh, where she puts in the card, where she puts it, you cursed. Yes, I heard you. <laughs> but she has this strategy where she pulls out the card, puts it in, she rubs the tape machine, so she's oh, pressing okay. the button. So oh. she, I guess she had, she, I guess it's not strategy is more superstition. Ritual. Yes. Ritual. Yes. More ritual is more like it. Yes. She has her rituals that she does when she plays the game. So in a way though, she does think it's strategy because she thinks if I remember to do all the things I say, you know, say my, you know, our father before. Well, not, I do all it, that, not as far yeah. as that, but I mean, she, but she really thinks that if you take out her, the card and then knows that you're not playing, it might just think it's another player and it might, Whatever. I don't know what what she, she thinks. She thinks there's some kind of like hack to it. Maybe. 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 She might think that. I might Maybe. have to ask her that question today. Yeah. It's a good question because um it's well it's an interesting question, but I think 
we all want to believe that life isn't just luck. We all want to think that we're making our way on our own, you know? And the truth is we all have genetics. We all were dealt a certain set of cards. And then, yeah, you can kind of, you know, mix and match those things as you move through your life. But there is some luck. There's actually quite a lot of luck in life. It, yeah. But listen, I've benefited from her luck. She's hit the jackpot quite a few times. So oh, really? when I mean when I mean jackpot, she's hitting a couple of th- like more than over ten thousand. So yeah. So you got she, all your money back that she spent? Hell no. You did not benefit in the long Hell run. No. You have, you no. have not benefited. Well, because it's not my money she's spending. This is her money. <laughs> I mean, you're married, technically. This is true. This is true, yes. Shared. Yes. That's yeah. funny. This is interesting. I like I like this conversation. <laughs> we even go, <laughs> listen, we talk about everything here. We talk about marriage life, everything. But it's I I enjoy talking with people and I love for them to come on and just show that they're just regular people. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. some people come on here that they have a book to promote or a program mm-hmm. they want to promote. But at the same time, I also want people to see that they're regular people. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just like you and me, and they're just doing certain things. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's a really good aspect, I think. And if you can do that, if you can get people to loosen up, because people people are uptight. Um, like I said, they they take themselves and what they do very seriously. And, and I'm kind of the same way. I want to play with people. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I want to play. Can can wise come out and play? Yeah. right. No, it's because even like when I first started, um, I had a a pro wrestler on and he was someone I, it was great because he was someone I admired growing up and to be able to talk to him and, when I first we first started, I was like, "Oh, I play a game," and and he's like, oh, "I don't like playing games." But by the end of the conversation, he was like, "Hey, you want to play that game still?" Mm. And that was like, "No," I was like, "No, it's bro." I'm like, "Yo, actually, no," because we just had a great conversation. It was a great show because we did. We had a great show. It was. He didn't really want to talk about wrestling much because mm-hmm. I'm sure every show he does is about wrestling. Mm-hmm. So he didn't, he just, and I knew he was heavily involved in his community. He's, he's big into the boys and girls club and giving back to the kids in his community. And so we spoke about that. And then at the same time, it was the George Floyd situation had occurred, occurred and we spoke about on that. And just the fact that at the end, he was like, Hey, I, I had gotten to the point where he felt comfortable enough to play this game. Hmm. That was like um, that was awesome to me. I was like, nah, bro, we good. We had a great show. We don't even gotta play the game. But I yeah. appreciate you wanting to do it. But it's a great show. We don't need to add that. Yeah. And that was, and so just and and I've had plenty of people go, you're very easy to talk to. And I go, well, I guess I, my wife wouldn't say I, I'm a good listener. <laughs> <laughs> no wife, no wife thinks their husband's a good listener. That's not true. My husband's getting better. You just said he's getting better. <laughs> you didn't he say he was <laughs> My husband is. That's one thing about that man. He will always improve, and um, it might take a little pushing, pulling, whatever. But you know, I don't expect a finished product. None of us are. <laughs> oh man! And it, it was crazy because I was—I uh, don't know—I seen some video clip or something, 
and it was a wife speaking speaking to someone speaking with she had her husband and the wife asked the husband um why do you love me and his answer was because i choose to mm. and i thought that was like deep that was heavy because because yeah. my wife is always asking that question like why do you love me why if i'm such this 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 and the and that and that was my and that I'm thinking like that's my response. That would that's my like I, love I it. choose to love you because even though you're this this and this, I still still choose to love you. It's, it's, I say this all the time. You you're not gonna believe it, but I say this all the time. I actually have gotten into an argument with people about what is love, and I I say love is a choice. And my aunt actually told me this. My aunt. Uh, and I were talking about relationships in her marriage and she's been married a long time. And I'm like, how did you, how have you guys made it through? And she was like, you wake up every day and you may not feel love, but you make the choice to love. And most people expect in a marriage to feel love all the time. And you don't, a lot of times you have to choose it first and then you feel it. Yeah, there's, there's days you just be like, want to take the pillow in. But- <laughs> no more pain. <laughs> You just stay right there. <laughs> yeah. Did I get the insurance up today? Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So no, but um, and listen, and she she knows she can be difficult, but I'm saying she makes me a better person. Like hmm. for for her, and, and you, I, I guess you, I guess you could say, I guess you could say I'm the most the more sensitive of the two. Okay. And I'm willing to admit that I am actually willing to admit that. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm probably am the more sensitive of the two. That took a yeah. lot to say. Wow, good for you. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of strong women have a hard time being vulnerable and sense. It's not that they're not sensitive, but they sometimes cover it up. I don't know if this is your wife or not, but uh, she has a, a a tough shell. She has, mm-hmm. and, and and I I know why I'm saying so, but um. I get her and, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't and they don't understand. I kind of like, she can be very abrasive, but she's, she's, yeah, she can be very abrasive, but she bends over. Shout backwards. out to your wife. <laughs> she, but she, but she bends, but when she, when you're her friend or, or she's doing something for you, she bends over, she bends over backwards. She like mm-hmm. tries to help you as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And so, but she can be, she admit it. She'll see. She admit she can be that, the queen witch. Yep, that's we shoot from the hip sometimes, and that's what I was talking about in the beginning about going off of emotion. This morning, I just lost it. And that's you know? what, and that's what it is. She speaks. I want. I can't see it. Well, it, she's not going to sugarcoat it, right? And that's the problem. Like people want her to sugarcoat it, and that's not uh-huh. what she is. So but when she says thing, something, when she says, when the way she says it, she might not realize she's saying it in a way that someone might mis- mis- misinterpret it for her being a bitch, but that's just how she's just saying it. And she wants to be that, honest. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She values honesty over uh, kindness, maybe. Very much so. She, mm-hmm. she, she, she has no. She's not trying to uh, spare your feelings. No, no right. She is She's not. trying to get the point across. I yes. understand. I understand. I still am like that sometimes, but I think I've learned, I've learned quite a bit 
I'm not I'm not good at well, it. Well, she's learned I, she's being being with me, she's mellowed out, if you want to call it mellowing out somewhat. But <laughs> she's she's changed somewhat. Yeah. Not completely and and but and people some people still might have issues, but it to me it's um I, lo- I love the fact that she's she's just her. She she doesn't again. She doesn't shoot even when she gets on me. She, she might say something that pisses me off, <laughs> but the only reason it pisses yeah. me off is because of the truth. It's the truth. So that's what. Yeah. It, 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 but see, and I, I'm glad she doesn't listen to my show because then she won't hear <laughs> this. <laughs> So the thing I learned uh, is um, I have to make a choice on whether I want to be right or whether I want to be effective. And if I want to convey something to someone and have it reach them, sink in, do something, I have to change my approach and how I say something. I have to think about the other person more so than the content of the conversation. But... That's a choice, right? I could just be the type of person like, no, I'm just going to say what I think. And then you're getting all of me unfiltered, unchanged. You know, if that, if that's what's really important to me, then that's what I can choose to do. But if it's more important to me that like people you want to help, for example, if you think you have something that would help people like teachers, for example, teachers are, their job is to convey learning to their students and they have to meet them where they are. They can't just say stuff how they think it should be said or how they want to hear it. They have to say things how their students want to hear it. So I guess it all depends on what your goal is in your conversation or in your relationships. Yeah. And, and one of the key thing is communication. That's like, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. something she's, she's always talking about. Oh, you need to communicate with me. And sometimes, yeah, I, there is some communication with us, but that's it. It's it's life that happens. That's so there's everything. We're not always going to be on the same page, but for the most part, yeah. 98.7%, we're probably on the same page. Yeah, I, it, it's cliche, but I've had one of the best marriage counselors I could ever wish for. One, I've had therapists my whole life, and this guy's amazing. But the key thing he said is, you need to connect every day. You need to connect. You know, so my husband and I are lucky enough to work from home. And so we have coffee together almost every morning. And I've been a little bit rigid about my schedule lately. And I I like it that way. But we do a little journaling exercise every morning together. And sometimes we don't share it. Sometimes we're barely awake. But I feel more connected to him now than probably ever because we're communicating a lot and just kind of touching base. And for men, when you when you're in the same place as them, they feel connected. But for women, you have to communicate. You have to have a an interaction, a sub a substantial interaction for them to feel connected. I th- yeah, it might, it might, yeah. But I guess it, you could. I guess you could flip it the other way, maybe. Sure, it could this. be. Yeah, no, it's just saying in general. I'm just generalizing, yeah. right? That doesn't mean yeah. it's all men, all women feel this way. It's just you know, in general, these are the heterosexual relationship tendencies. Okay, yeah, I can agree with that. So, all right, so I usually don't, I I don't talk politics on my show. This is not something I'm, I'm, 
I don't enjoy. Sounds like you're no. about to though. Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk a little bit <laughs> because I see I see you like you talk about politics, huh? I do, I do. Um, yeah, sometimes. To me, it's it's all. To me, it's it's. But wait, let me ask you this question: yeah. What is politics? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> it, it, it's it's just these politicians becoming richer. That's all I see is. And and nothing that's helping the people. It's right. We can agree it, on that. There's it's more politics than policy. That's what that's what I guess it, it's more it's more diverse. It's more division than anything else. And making and basically blinding us to believe that oh he's blue or he's red. Mm-hmm. They're completely diff- they're they're the same. enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but deep down, yeah. core values. We all the same. We all we all want the same thing. Yeah. Well, the way I think about it, I like to talk classic politics. And what I mean by that is I like to talk about the allocation of resources, which is what politics is. Should be. Yeah. Politics is about who gets what and who decides how we live. That's what I like to talk about. I hate this partisan left, right. Are you left? Are you right? Because Lord knows we're so much more than just left and right. right. Yeah. We come from such complex places. You know, just because you were raised one way. And, and then Winston Church, Churchill even said, you know, if you're not a Democrat when you're younger and a, and a conservative when you're older, what the fuck? You're you know, like you're wrong. Um, so that just illustrates whether it's right or wrong. It illustrates that we change in our beliefs, in our values throughout our life. Yeah. And something something you, you might look at one way when you're younger. Once you get older, you might not value it the same. You might not look at it uh, like you're, you might. Right. Your shift might go like for all those years. I thought to me, I looked at it this way, but now that I'm looking at it right from this perspective, I might have been wrong back then. Right, right. And politics in the in the way that it's situated today will never admit when it's wrong. A politician will never admit when it's wrong. And that's why the the senator from Nebraska, Ben Sasser, um, he he gave this this talk and what he said to me made sense and i'm i don't consider myself a republican i don't consider myself a democrat it, but what he said to me made sense he says yeah, we're here fighting each other and we're it's more political than it is working on policy we're not working on anything to help the people mm-hmm. all we're doing is, is is trying to trying to say that this person is bad cuz they're this or that, and and it's just ridiculous because, at the end of the day, they probably all back there just living it up. Like they're just they're passing policies to benefit them, to benefit their pocket. Like how do you go into politics and you come out a multimillionaire serving the serving? Oh, the that's public? what it's. That's the system. I'm saying so. You yeah, go in there, the you go in serving the public, and you come out multi-millionaires it's a golden handshake yes it's because of the lobbying in this country and the money in politics yeah and i talk about this all the time the biggest thing any candidate could say to me they need to put their money where their mouth is but is is that they want to overturn citizens united and get money out of politics because until then we we're not even talking about any kind of thing that looks like a democracy here there's no democracy Absolutely not, because they're they're putting into effect laws that are to benefit 
their pockets. Yeah, they're written by corporations and they are stamped by uh, corporation approved politicians. There's nothing for the common man to do or say that really will make an influence until but, money is removed. But yet they have us believe in. Oh, just that. fight over it. Yeah, yeah. Like two dogs with a, with a scrap of meat. <laughs> yeah. They, they got us fighting for scraps. Right. And, and they're up there living it up. Yeah. I agree with you. 100%. Not only that, but they have us fighting about things that will never be solved. Like, um, for example, I saw someone I could, this is where I get real sarcastic and, and persnickety, but someone said in their Bumble profile, like I'm, I'm on Bumble looking for friends because I just moved. And it says like, what's one thing you'd want to solve? And it felt like the Miss America con contest, you know, where they're like world peace. Um, and then someone said, I want to end racism. And I was like, I just had to laugh because I'm like, as long as there are different races, there will be racism. I mean, right? Like you, everybody has their own culture or their own set of traditions that they value and think are great, right? Otherwise they would switch and do somebody else's culture, but they don't. So as long as there are differences, there is going to be bigotry. As long as we have anything different from each other, we are not going to be the same and we're going to yeah, hate each other for something. As long as we can't accept people for who they are that that's the problem we can't right. accept we can't accept each other for who we are we can't it, it let is, it, that person be that person and me be me yeah you know why why do we all have to be the same it makes no sense to me we're all uniquely different so right. why do we all have to be, like follow the same thing why do we have to be it's again it's the it's the programming they got us issuing they got us like fighting over stuff that can never be solved because they're like oh that'll keep them busy for a while oh let's talk about abortion let's talk about gay marriage let's talk about all these things these issues that will never be solved meanwhile they're over there cutting checks for each other yeah you know yeah so so now now it's just now now it's just the time where the democrats are going to make a little bit more money because they're mm -hmm. in power Mm -hmm. And when the Republican are power, those Republicans are going to make a little bit more money. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, they're all lying in their pockets. And a lot of people are dumb enough to, to believe that if they show up at every election and they do their part and they, you know, they, they think that they're going to have some change or something. I was one of those people too, you know, but over time you learn, but the truth is the only way anything's ever going to change is if we, the people come together and, and force fight for something, one thing. This is why Democrats have always struggled because they value um, care and uh, compassion over efficacy. Republicans value getting shit done. They don't care. They're like, okay, we agree in to do X. You shut up, you shut up, we're doing X. And they're like, all right, fine, we're all doing X. Whereas the Democrats are like, no, I want to do this. I, no, I want to do that. I want to do that. Well, we want to take care of everybody. Meanwhile, the Republicans just kicked everybody's ass. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're arguing. <laughs> That's I just the way it is. No, I agree with you. That's it's it's ridiculous. And again. That's why, because when I first started podcasting, that's what I would come on and I'll talk about the news and, and work yeah. and politics. And I was just not enjoying it. Oof. And so when I switched it to conversation pieces, I'm like, yeah. all right, this is this is more my style. This is more what I yeah. want to do. Good. So, yeah. So that yeah, that's what I have fun doing what I'm doing. But look at that. Oh man, look at look how see you don't even know time flies <laughs> when you're having some great conversation and just having a good time. Yeah, I loved it. But now is the time where you get to promote, plug everything. Yeah. Uh so 
I guess I'll promote my Substack because if you go to my Substack, you can get access to everything I do pretty much. I have two podcasts. One is a challenge podcast about science, philosophy, culture, where we do something wacky. Like last week, I went and spent four hours in nature and recorded all my observations. And we talked to an ecologist, a bar, um, conservationist about this. And kind of, he kind of like made, we made fun of it and laughed and joked and talked about naturalistic intelligence. But we do a challenge every other week and then we come back and talk about it. And then my other podcast, Neo Academia, like I said, is kind of exploring the boundaries of the ivory tower and talking with really, really um, elite scholars and then also people who are teaching on TikTok. So it's kind of uh, juxtaposing two really neat places. And I write on Substack as well. So you'll be able to get all of that on uh, theorygang.substack.com. All right. Uh, thank you, Natasha, for being coming by. And uh, this has been fun. We yeah. got to do this again. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was great talking to you. And um, ask your wife about the slots. <laughs> I will. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask her. I'll ask her what is, is it superstitious or yeah. is it does she have a strategy? You got the skill. <laughs> there's that. Yeah, there's a skill. <laughs> but um, don't leave just yet. Um, we're gonna chat a little bit. But now it's time for shout outs. Big shout out to the Real Wise fam, Poppy J, Brandy J. Love you guys. Big shout out to the boss lady, Fina. Love you, baby, and appreciate you. Big shout out to our guest, Natasha Mott, for coming through and, and sharing and, and dropping the F-bomb here and there and all that. <laughs> and as always, a big, big shout out to all the essential workers out there. God bless y'all. Be safe. You know how your boy Wise does it. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Listen on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and TuneIn. Find us on social media on Twitter at wise underscore B underscore blunt, Instagram at wise underscore B underscore blunt, and a Facebook fan page, www.facebook slash wise76. Check back soon for new episodes. Until next time, peace out.